You're listening to Multiversal You Podcast. I'm Andrea. Join me in this two-part episode as I shed light on abusive relationships. In today's segment, I discuss what trauma contracts are and their purpose. Stay tuned. Welcome. When I started the series, I knew I'd be spotlighting abusive relationships. As a survivor of domestic violence, people who walk a similar path to me hold a special place in my heart. I also know that teachings like this can cause apprehension and fear. Apprehension because the effort, time, and work to rebuild yourself from the ground up seems impossible. So why even start? Fear because you're unsure of what you'll face when teachers like me pull back the rug. This will be a soul-stirring episode for those that find themselves in this category. But know God is with you as you stare into this mirror of truth. Keeping in the forefront of your mind that the purpose of truth is always healing and ultimately freedom from all forms of darkness. Physical, sexual, psychological, and emotional abuse are different entrances that lead to the same destination. Stay on the path long enough, and a broken spirit is inevitable. As difficult as it may seem, one thing is certain. You cannot remain in your current condition. I and many others have forged a way back into the light and will show you the path you were destined to walk. We have emerged as new creatures of empowerment and are here to help you see that nothing is impossible. Take from us the life-transformative power contained within our words. Allow these seeds to settle within your hearts so that it may yield a harvest of healing, peace, and wholeness. So what exactly is a trauma contract? It is exactly how it sounds. They are agreements that souls make before coming into this world. You ask, why on earth would someone willingly choose to experience trauma? Well, from an earthly perspective, pain is something to be avoided. Don't get me wrong. There are truly heinous events that happen all over the world to people of every color. Gruesome murders and other terrifying acts committed in secret. It may seem like chaos, but I assure you, it's organized chaos. Every possible choice and outcome for each person is happening all at once. I realize that's a difficult concept for the mind to understand, but it's true. Nothing is a surprise to the universe, and nothing is an accident. We all have certain agreements we make before we get here. We agree to take on certain hardships, successes, and failures, all in the name of growth. However, there are times when we veer off the original plan and lose our way. We get stranded in unknown territory and can't seem to find our way back. Surely someone knows how to find the lost and bring them back to safety. Of course. Just like we train rescue teams to go in searching of the missing, God also recruits those that are willing to do the same for him. 
The best way to prepare for darkness is to completely submerge yourself in it. There's no time for hesitation or second-guessing yourself when you're on a mission. You need to exude confidence and remain in control at all times. Those that volunteer to be part of this team go through a vigorous training program. The way we do that is through trauma contracts. This activates what I call spirit memory. It's similar to muscle memory, which is the ability to perform a particular movement with high efficiency and accuracy because of repetition. In the simplest terms, the body takes over and can accomplish the task with very little assistance from the mind. That is exactly what spirit memory does. It draws from past experiences and implements fail-proof strategies without you having to understand the why behind them. Contrary to what is taught within Christianity, this is not your first time being here. Have you ever met someone that seemed wise beyond their years? Those that have walked a similar path to mine, you may have even been asked, how did you know to do that? My answer at the time was always, I don't know. I just did it. This is just one of many incarnations. Each life allows your spirit to experience itself through a different lens. Amnesia of past lives enables you to fully immerse yourself in the current identity. And pain is the key to unlocking all of the hidden knowledge you have accrued. Galileo summed it up perfectly when he said, You cannot teach a man anything. You can only help him find it within himself. Trauma initiates your spiritual awakening. This is where spirit memory takes the wheel and begins to steer you back towards the light. These contracts in particular are special in a sense that they're given to those who have a proven track record of overcoming strenuous obstacles throughout their lives. These contracts are not meant to cause a soul's premature departure because the people who agree to them have a purpose far bigger than themselves. But not everyone who experiences trauma, such as domestic violence, has agreed to this type of contract. Some simply fail to heed the warnings given to them either by the abuser's family and friends, maybe their own family and friends expressed concerns in the beginning, Maybe your own spirit tried to warn you with feelings of discomfort in your body. If you remember moments where you reasoned away all the red flags, then it wasn't something you were supposed to go through. A trial of this magnitude may have been unplanned, but you're in it now. And the only way out is through. You may or may not have past experiences to draw from, but it doesn't mean you can't overcome this hardship. There's a first time for everything. The path to healing, planned or not, is the same. So how can you tell if something is contracted? The easiest way to spot one is when it appears that free will has been taken away. People receive guidance from angels, guides, departed loved ones, God, the universe, it may be subtle, but they're trying to keep you on the path you agreed to walk. 
Sometimes we veer from that path, and unfortunately, we get tangled up in situations that we were never meant to experience. It's so important not to reason away these signs. It keeps you from going through things you may or may not be ready for. And that's the key difference between contracts and unplanned events. Contracts do not receive warnings. For example, ever since I was a child, I would get promptings when danger was ahead. Turn around. Avoid that enough. Leave right now. From venturing off from a crowded playground to speeding down what appeared to be an empty highway in the dark, my angels were constantly guiding me away from possible threats. That is, until I met him. He walked up and said, Hi, I saw you standing here and I had to meet you. Here's my number if you want to hang out sometime. I didn't get a warning or an uneasy feeling like I normally would have. I even asked my friends if they knew who he was, and they all had nothing but positive things to say. It was a perfect illusion, and the universe appeared to step back and let it play out. Because it was something I agreed to go through, God allowed everything except actions leading to my death. And that's exactly how my contract ended with him. Two years of constant abuse, constantly in fight-or-flight mode. And in the end, I was nothing but an empty shell of a human being. On the day I left, I looked into the bathroom mirror and saw bruises all over my arms, neck, back, and stomach. I didn't even recognize myself anymore. Earlier that morning, I had been sitting outside in the grass. There was a freeway off in the distance filled with cars going to and from. A cool breeze blew a single dandelion, which appeared to be smiling at me. I remember feeling so envious of that little tiny flower because it was enjoying life more than I was. And that's what prompted me to go back inside and stare into the mirror. I looked at my broken body and knew I had had enough. I kneeled down and grabbed a razor from his toiletry bag. I took a deep breath in and held it for a moment. As I exhaled, I felt peace with letting this life go. As soon as I pressed the blade into my skin, I heard, No. It was so loud that it startled me and I dropped the blade. I sat confused for a moment and then answered it with a deep cry. Then get me out of here. Immediately, I heard him walk through the front door. I quickly put his stuff back into the cabinet and stepped out in the hall. He stood at the entrance and I could tell something was wrong. So I moved back into the bedroom and grabbed his baseball bat from the closet and said, If you come near me, I'm going to hit you. I dug my back heel into the floor and raised the bat over my shoulder. He laughed mockingly and then sprinted towards me. My body was still fueling with anger from the experience I had just moments before. 
I swung as hard as I could, and I heard a loud crack. He fell to the floor, screaming and writhing in pain. And just then, the police started knocking on the door. I dropped the bat and answered them. The first officer saw my boyfriend and immediately threw me on the floor and handcuffed me. He ordered his partner to take me down to the police station. As I walked out, I looked at him and said, You will never see me again. And I knew it was true. I knew it. I felt this feeling of completeness. When we got to the car, the cop removed the cuffs and apologized for his partner. He gently placed me in the back seat, and as we drove off, he said, I don't know what's happening, but if you were my daughter, I wouldn't want you to ever go back there. And that was the last time I saw him. You see, God stepped in because that was never meant to be the end of me. On the contrary, it was a resurrection of sorts. The person that walked into that relationship was dead, along with all the parts that would have kept me from fulfilling my purpose. That's what trauma contracts do. We're not experiencing anything we didn't agree to experience. Those that find themselves in this category, you are an expert survivalist. You have the tools and expertise to successfully make your way through any extreme environment. You just need a reminder of how to gain access to it. It's kind of like that show called Naked and Afraid. Two strangers are chosen to survive in the wild for two weeks with no clothes, food, or water, and only one tool of their choosing. They're dropped into a hostile habitat loaded with venomous reptiles, poisonous insects, and turbulent weather. They're tasked with finding an ideal spot to build shelter, where they will live out the two weeks until extraction day. At the very beginning of the show, the viewers are provided with a backstory, their experience as a survival specialist, and a rating of skills for each person. Some people exude confidence and say things like, Oh, I've seen the show. I know what to expect. I can do it no problem. They get there, and before the end of day two or three, we see them just completely deflated. They usually tap out early, and in their exit interview, they say things like, It's so much harder in person. It's different when you're sitting on your couch watching it on TV. It's nothing like you think it is. Most of the contestants that make it to the end literally survive the two weeks. Their shelter may or may not hold up in storms. They're unable to catch anything of real sustenance and make it to the extraction point looking like skeletons. They're so weak from starvation that I'm not sure they'd survive if the stay was any longer. Then there are those that make it look ridiculously easy. They don't just survive the two weeks, they thrive. I mean, they know exactly where to set up camp. They build a quality shelter, catching prey after prey after prey, and they even appear to be having a decent time. And at the end of the show, they're given a new rating. If you tap out early, then your rating usually drops by a few points. 
If you stay the full two weeks, then it goes up depending on how well you performed. But what's even more dumbfounding about this show is that there's no monetary prize. So why on earth would anyone go on that show? They leave with nothing but the pride of overcoming a hostile environment. The pride of knowing if they had to, they could turn an impossible situation into an opportunity of growth, I guess. In a way, that is how this life is, though. You ask, why on earth would someone willingly choose to experience trauma? Well, before we get here, we're filled to the brim with knowledge. What to avoid, what to do when you encounter this, how to get yourself out of that. We know the ins and outs of this world. We are fully aware of who we are and what we're capable of. But before we arrive on earth, we completely strip ourselves of our heavenly attire. We choose one tool or gift to help us on our journey and are tasked with finding our way to the extraction point. Some of us get here and are immediately overwhelmed and deflated. The environment proves to be way too harsh and sadly, we tap out earlier than planned. Others make it to the extraction point with their spirits in starvation mode. They made it, but their stay wasn't as productive as they'd hoped because they were unable to find anything of real sustenance to feed their soul. Then there are those who make it look effortless. They vanquish every opponent, run through storms, and leap over mountains. Those that make it look easy, though, didn't figure it all out in one life. Who knows how many obstacles they've chosen to face throughout their lifetimes. But their choice to do it time and time again isn't just for their own benefit. Although, trauma allows a spirit to rapidly, uh, I would say, enhance the quality of their being. But it also serves all of humanity. You can view them as earthly guides that you can see, feel, and touch. Unlike your spiritual team, you don't need to be in tune with your spirit to receive help from them. But allow me to clarify one element. A person who agrees to a trauma contract willingly agrees to be temporarily severed from their connection to God. That's what a broken spirit is. And it is the toughest injury to heal in this realm. I will go more in depth on that in the second half of this episode. But that's what makes these volunteers special. Does it seem impossible to rebuild yourself from the ground up? Of course. Of course. But this is not the first time you've done it. And it probably won't be the last. Look around you. How many people are searching, hoping for a way out of darkness? Surely someone is qualified to go in after them. The answer is, yes, there is. And that person just might be you. And now that you know what a trauma contract is, the next step is training. This is where you will find out what all that pain and suffering was for. All of the questions you have will be answered. 
things will be cloudy at first, but that's because you're a broken vessel. We must first put the pieces back together before we can fill you up with healing waters. That's all I have for you today. As always, thanks so much for listening. Please stay tuned for part two, Healing a Broken Spirit. Multiversal You releases a new episode every Wednesday, so please subscribe to receive weekly updates. If you have any questions about this episode, please visit me at multiversalu.com and hit me up under the contact page. Again, I'm so grateful to have you as a listener, and I leave you with these final words. I understand how all of you feel, as I once stood where you are now. Just remember, you're not going through anything you haven't already successfully overcome. Allow your spirit to take the wheel. You don't need to know the ins and outs of every movement. Instead, trust that you're being guided in the right direction. For those of you that accidentally stumbled upon this path, This is your time to shine. It may not have been planned for this lifetime, but it doesn't mean you can't succeed. For with God, nothing is ever impossible, and no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. Let these words be your life support until you're able to breathe on your own. In love, peace, and light. I leave you all.